0: Today, we are taking a look at SC, especially at their offense. Fun to look at film. I'm going to show you why coming up now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Golden Bears and radio color analyst. And today, we're talking about Cal versus USC. It is the, uh, a matchup versus Pac 12 and Big Ten. I joke. A little Uh, I understand SC leaving the conference from a business standpoint I totally understand that gonna get 70 plus million dollars to go be part of the Big Ten Uh, but you're abandoning everybody that was playing with you supporting you kind of your team out here on the West Coast in the Pac-12 in the process so uh, I am a realist I am I own a couple companies myself so I understand where they're coming from from the business side it's just frustrating as a traditionalist for me for football that SC is uh, bailing on the Pac-12 like they are, along with UCLA. And apparently that one is still up in the air, depending on what the UC Regents do on the 15th. So we'll see coming up with UCLA, but USC leaving is a blow to the conference. Obviously, you lose the LA market, but the Bears have a chance to go down there this week and get something done really to shock the world. As the old saying goes, it's become cliche in sports, and I find it hilarious every time I hear somebody say that. But they could shock the world if they went down and got a big win versus USC. I think the only people that wouldn't be shocked are the people inside the locker room at Cal, which is the way it should be. As a team, you have to believe going into every single game that you're going to win that game, period. And I think that Coach Wilcox has fostered a good culture at Cal on that. You go in, you play hard, you execute, and you expect to win. And I think the team does that. The problem has been that either the Bears, especially offensively, have not been able to execute up to full potential, or the potential doesn't exist, and uh, recruiting needs to become a much bigger factor. And so that's really all there is to it. I'm not trying to insult anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but that's the fact. And you talk about how SC got really good this year. Lincoln Riley signs as the head coach, and SC under Clay Helton was awful. They had talented dudes, but they were awful. And so how does Lincoln Riley come in and, you know, just turn things around? Well, this is a completely different USC football team. If you look on offense, they have 12 transfers in from places like Oklahoma, Memphis, uh, Alabama, like guys coming in from across the nation to come play at USC. So a completely different offense, completely different system, but a completely different offense. And you have like pick of the litter guys. You have... uh, Jordan Addison coming in from Pitt, who was the Blitnikoff Award winner last year. You have Brandon Rice coming in from Colorado just to be a backup on this USC team. Now, he's getting reps now because of injuries, but he came in, and he's a backup on this team at at wide receiver. And so you have those kind of guys who have transferred in from around the country that have taken that talent level up even another notch. Caleb Williams, their quarterback, transferring from Oklahoma, followed his coach, and he is phenomenal. To watch, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. I'll also talk to Coach Wilcox coming up, get his take on the Trojans as well. So that's the offensive side of the ball. Twelve guys transferred in on the defense. They have ten guys who transferred in. So of their starting twenty-two, and I usually put like twenty-five or so on my notes, on either side of the ball, you have twenty-two transfers in in the two deep charts at USC who are new to the program this year. That's huge. And so with that, they also have to have Pretty slim down offense, slim down defense, so these guys can learn it and execute it at a high level, high speed. And so they are doing that as well. Lincoln Riley's system, not super difficult to pick up based on the air raid verbiage, air raid schemes under Mike Leach, where he learned initially. But it's uh it's more of a power air raid type game. He uses tight ends in the game, he runs the ball enough, he throws a ton of screens. And so it's simple to learn, it's effective, he's got dudes to execute, so he doesn't have to have a whole lot in the package as long as you have enough. Defensively, Alex Grinch is the D coordinator, and that's a great name, by the way, for a D coordinator, it's perfect. He is a guy who has shown over the course of his career, first time I got to see him was up at Washington State, that he will gamble, he will take risks, he will rush the passer, he will do unorthodox things, but he will get the ball back, he'll create turnovers, And for an offense like Lincoln Riley runs at USC with the dudes that he has, it's not always about how much you let the other team score. It's about how many possessions you can steal, how many possessions you can trade to get the win in the game. So it's tough finding big five techniques and stud three techniques on that defensive line nowadays. And so it's tough to be the run stopping, stop everything type of defense. But if you are ball hawking. If you risk, if you go after quarterbacks and and create situations where you can create turnovers, then you get the ball back for an offense that's incredibly potent. Then that is also a formula for success. And that's what USC is going with right now. They lead the country in the turnover to takeaway ratio. They are plus 16 in that category. Crazy. They have 17 takeaways. That means they only have one turnover. Offense protects the ball. Defense hawks the ball. Gets it back for the offense. And that is a huge formula for success. So think about that. Plus 16, they are plus 2 in every single game this year. Pretty impressive stat for them. Uh, As as impressive as Bo Nix having only one sack last week. So they're very good at ball hawking. They are very good at getting the ball back. They are very good at holding on to the football as well. They don't turn it over very often. Once this year. So... Uh, that's a great way to win. Offensively, a couple dudes that you're going to want to look for, Caleb Williams, their quarterback. Offense starts with him, doesn't end with him, but it starts with him. And he is, I would argue, in the years that I have been covering college football, I've been watching game film in college football since 1996. To me, he is the most natural quarterback at the position that I have seen playing. Now, maybe it's Partly that the system fits him. A huge part of it is that he's got dudes everywhere on the field. And so it can make a lot of reads that weren't perfect right. But he just feels so confident. He looks like a very veteran Patrick Mahomes type. If you see that, the energy and the confidence that Patrick Mahomes exudes when he's out there at that quarterback position, that is what Caleb Williams looks like as a college signal caller. I think he is very good. I'm incredibly impressed with him as a player. I think he has massive, massive potential, not just at the college level, but at the next level as well. And so I thought Bo Nix was really good last week, and I thought Michael Penix was fantastic the week before that too. Uh, And Michael Penix is fantastic as a pure passer. But Caleb Williams gives you the added aspect of running the football as well. He's what you call a fixer. It's become a big term in college football nowadays, where if you are a quarterback and your offensive coordinator makes a bad play or somebody messes up somewhere, he will fix it for you, either with his feet or by moving or hanging in the pocket or whatever and making a play with his arm. And that's exactly who Caleb Williams is. He, he is gifted as he is running the football. And I heard somebody say he was like 4-4 running the football. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but he's fast. He, he runs away from people he loves to hang in the pocket. He doesn't escape at the first opportunity. He will hitch up into the pocket. He will move around and get back behind protection. He knows that he is much more effective throwing the ball downfield than he is running the ball downfield. And so he is the perfect combination of a mobile guy who knows how to escape, but a quarterback who remains a passer until it's absolutely necessary to become a runner. I I like him at the position. Based on that, I think he has so much upside because he will stay there. He's not scared of hanging in the pocket. He's not scared of hanging on reads, but he knows how to move and create space for himself and keep himself viable. And that is such an important and innate tool, really, for quarterbacks. So he does a fantastic job there doing that. And then when he does break the pocket, he is athletic as hell. Hard to tackle, hard to find. And so he's a great tool to have at that quarterback position. Add to that fact that he is dealing the rock out to guys like Jordan Addison. Like I said, last year's Blitnikoff award winner. Brandon Rice, who has now stepped up to become a starter for that team, even though he was a backup transferring from Colorado. Mario Williams, who was injured last game is likely to return this game, number two guy, out of Oklahoma. So Jordan Addison transferred from Pitt. Mario Williams transferred from Oklahoma. Brendan Rice transferred from Colorado. Are you getting a theme here? All these guys transferring in. Terrell Bynum, another wide receiver, transfer from Washington. And all these guys came in to USC. And so Caleb Williams has the tools and the confidence that he has the pick of the litter for college receivers right now. In terms of guys to throw the ball to. And that that's a, a great way to up your confidence. These guys are also, because they are so fast and so athletic, they are creating green grass. They are creating stretches in space that a lot of college defenses don't normally see because of the speed. And in that air raid offense, it's all about creating stretches, creating green grass. And that's what they do. And Lincoln Riley is actually really, really smart. He is not trying to work a ton of vertical passing game with these guys. He sends them on vertical routes to stretch things. But he is running a ton of screens. Just get the ball into the hands of his athletes right now. And once you get it out, those guys will do the rest. And it, when you, as you watch the game, although at the end of it, uh, versus Utah and versus Arizona, Caleb Williams ends up with like 380 yards passing. A ton of that is coming off screens. He's throwing to Travis Dye in the flat. He's throwing the check down to Brennan Rice. He's throwing the quick rec- you know, receiver quick screen on the outside. And so all of those yards add up, but those dudes are making huge plays once you get them the rock. And so it's not a, don't think of it as a ton of vertical you know, coming at you wide receivers. It is screen, dink and dunk, check down, back in the flat, and then every once in a while you take that vertical shot. And that's how he has been so successful, Caleb Williams, and he, and he runs it pretty well, understands it, understands his run checks, all of that. At tailback, I want to mention him because he was the unsung hero at Oregon. Travis Dye never really got the respect he deserved up there at Oregon. He was always kind of the number two guy unless injuries moved him up to the front. And he is a phenomenal running back. He does everything for this USC offense. He is great running the ball, has excellent vision, keeps his shoulders squares, has great burst, runs hard, hard to tackle. So all those things that you want from a running back. He is fantastic in the screen game and pass game. He has excellent hands. He knows right where he's supposed to be. He understands stretches uh, with screens. He sticks his foot in the ground and gets north and south. And so he creates opportunity for you in the passing game there. And he is a phenomenal pass blocker as well. You watch. I watch film versus Rice. I watch film versus Utah. I watch film uh, versus Arizona. And Travis Dyke consistently is one of the best blockers on that team coming in in pass pro so he is really good this team is playing really hard for each other on offense and it looks like they're having fun and it's a fun offense to watch Cal's defense will have their hands full this week right now let's talk to head coach Justin Wilcox get his thoughts on the Trojans I will come back and we will talk about their defense shortly going down to LA always a big chip for Cal players You're going into a team who has performed extremely well. They are every bit as talented as the team that you just played, right? Every bit as explosive on offense. They have a really good quarterback who can operate. Tell me about this game, kind of what you're looking at SC, how you're prepping for it.
1: Yeah, explosive offense. Um, The quarterback is a unique talent. The receivers are very, very good. Uh, Running backs, they're kind of good everywhere on offense. Uh, They do a good job with their system. Uh, defensively very aggressive unit Um, I think they got 13 picks on the season Um, a bunch of sacks so it's a very aggressive style of defense Um, and they're they're playing very very well you know they're scoring a ton of points and uh, an opportunistic aggressive defense
0: And this offense has been kind of under Lincoln Riley, the way college football is going, right? A bit of Oregon in it, a bit of Washington State in it. It's kind of mixing the run and shoot concepts with power running game and then the screen game all together to give you some different looks. As this game's evolved, kind of how do you attack that type of offense?
1: Well, you got to have, I mean, you know, all these things, Mike, last week, this week, Washington, a little bit, maybe not as much. The run game's a component. And so it, it is a version of option, It's not necessarily the old school option of Nebraska, but it's you know run the ball, throw the perimeter screen, play action pass, throw it down the field, zone, QB, RPO. So there's just a lot of answers built in to each of their calls. And so defensively to say, well, we're just going to sell out and stop the run on this play. It's like, well, they won't hand it off if you do that, you know, because they'll spit the ball out on the perimeter to one of those uh, receivers. So, you know, having everybody covered at all times, and and then, you know, the challenge, you got to go make the play, you know, even, so if we get them, if we fit the run just right and they spit the ball out, we got to go make those tackles. And if they play action pass, we got to do a great job in coverage because our underneath zoners are going to get caught for a second. Uh, if they drop back, we got to get some pressure on the QB and try and keep them in the pocket from scrambling. So um, the offenses are, you know, have built in answers uh, on each play uh, in, in order to try and give themselves the chalk last, as we would say. Um, so they always have a good a good option.
0: Yeah, exactly. The quarterback always has the answer for a heavy box, right, by throwing the RPO or just getting the quick game outside. And a light box, he can always run the ball inside. So kind of as offenses evolve and defenses evolve, there's always an edge to one side or the other, and they always seem to balance each other out eventually with another answer. So always fun to watch that game. Defensively, they got some dudes out there, edge rushers especially, uh, and guys that can cover that—that that combination has not been great for the Bears this year. Yeah, Talk about how you handle uh,
1: that. Yeah, they do. They have you know lead, um, uh the, I think he's got seven sacks now. Uh, the DBs are a very athletic group. They you know they're very talented, uh, really across the board, offense, defense, and uh, so we'll need to play very well. I mean, and in, in, you know uh, we got to do some things in the protection game to support the linemen and then there's also times when you have to get some guys out uh and we got to hold up for a you know two to two two point seven seconds and so um i think it's going to be a great challenge for all of all of our players and i know the guys will be get you know excited to get going and there's i think we got 33 players from southern california so there'll be a lot of friends and family in attendance
0: yeah sc ucla the la game of the year is always a huge game good luck this week coming up all right thanks mike So, Coach knows a lot of these dudes, he's seen a lot of these dudes, and he has watched a ton of film. He understands exactly what this USC team brings in terms of talent, scheme, and everything else. We've talked about their offensive scheme. Now, let's take a look at the defense. Defensively, let's switch sides here. They have, as I talked about before, 10 transfers on defense, including their starting middle linebacker. So they got some dudes that play hard, play physical. They are tough over there. Shane Lee is the guy I'm talking about. Uh, the transfer linebacker, he is a transfer from Alabama. So some dudes that start uh, that are very good. Shane Lee, good inside at that inside linebacker position. Tuli Tui Polotu is a force. Number 49. He is a rush guy. He has 12 and a half tackles for loss this season. He has seven sacks. He is something that the offense has to deal with. They move him around. Alex Grinch will start him at a defensive end. They'll move him to tackle. They'll put him at linebacker. So they move him all over the place. Pretty talented cat. He can play the position. Athletic as hell. Runs fast. Physical. Tough. And looks like he is absolutely loving the game right now. Uh, Great athlete at that spot. Last week, a lot of linebackers were injured for USC and so Bryson Shaw a safety who's by the way not even listed as a starter on there too deep came through and got the defensive player of the week for USC had his first interception a bunch of tackles so they're playing very well across the board again a position where these guys got a ton of transfers coming in in the secondary Makai Blackman transfer from Colorado playing extremely well for them as well at that outside position at corner And so they'll come after you. Alex Grinch will come after you. He makes it fun for a defense. He's ball hawking. They're trying to get the ball back. Do they give up yards? Yeah, they give up yards. They are 88th in the country in total defense. They are 93rd in terms of passing defense. But you have to be able to get the ball off to attack that way. Jaden DeLora had a banner day versus them. Still ended up losing the game. But they are trying to get the ball back to trying to get turnovers or trying to get into an arena football game where they have more possessions that they feel like they can put them in the end zone because their offense is so potent. And that's that's really what they're about on defense. So they can be streaky. They can let you score three or four times and then come back and boom get a turnover that changes the face of the game. That's the kind of defense that you are facing. That's the kind of defense that Alex Grinch kind of thrives in. I feel like he loves attacking defenses from everywhere that I've seen him coach that that's what he's all about. Attack, get the ball back, be physical, create turnovers. You'll give up a bunch of yards from time to time, but you're going to sack quarterbacks and you're going to create turnovers. And that's what he does. So that is a look at the Trojans, very talented, 22 transfers on their starting two deeps, both offense and defense. So they got talent across the board, kind of pick of the litter guys. One closing thought for you, and that is that People can get upset about that. People can get pissed that they've got all these transfers that are coming in and changing the face of USC football. That's fine. You can be pissed if you want. But that is the way of the world. NIL has changed things for college football. And getting the big-name signee in Lincoln Riley to come in, getting NIL guys to come in creates a wave in which you bring in more and better guys on top of that. We can wring our hands, and we can be upset about it and clutch our pearls, And be pissed or as fans, as alums, we can do something about it and get in with Cal to play in that pool, to wade in that pool. I know guys have created a collective at Cal where you can help out as a fan, as a Cal alum, as everything else, that you can get involved. And you can sit there and clutch your pearls and say, oh, it's wrong? This is not what college football is all about. It shouldn't be that way. Okay, that's fine, but that doesn't change anything. It doesn't make you a better team. If you want to be competitive at that level, you have to be able to play at the game that teams are playing currently. And currently, teams are playing that they are going out and getting players as free agents in that NIL market. And so that's really where it's at. And I say this to you not, you know, you, you can do whatever you want, but I say this to you as a Cal guy who has for years supported Cal Athletics, who has been around, who has helped raise money for Cal Athletics in that this is the reality of college football right now. The reality is this is the pool that we are swimming in. And you can either be a shark or you can get eaten. And so that's where the Bears have to play. either have to be able to play at that NIL game, use that wisely, efficiently, get the transfer portal working for you, find a way to get guys to Cal who address the needs that you have, especially offensively, or you can decide to be an afterthought in the conference Uh And at that as the conference realignment is going about you can decide to be an afterthought for college football i love cal football i am all about cal cal football i told you before i have the block c and the bear paw tattooed on my left arm and so i am all about trying to help the bears get better uh in as many ways as possible and i think as cal fans if we want to see great teams if we want to enjoy wins if we want to celebrate our team go to bowl games do all that then we've got to play in the modern pool of college football and that includes nil my thoughts for you. Didn't mean to get in my soapbox, but that is what it is. I appreciate you guys watching here today. As always, rooting on the Bears, going down to LA to go watch them take on the Trojans. I am Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider and the Ultimate Insider Podcast. Go Bears. <laughs>